And now it's time to welcome our traveling correspondent, comedian Tom Papa, in a segment we call Out in America. Thank you, Chris. On behalf of Live From Here, I continue my journey across the country, shining a light on all the good people in America. This week, I put on my blue suede shoes, puffed up my chest hair, and headed off to Las Vegas, Nevada. When we got off the plane, you could tell that autumn was here as temperatures in the desert had dipped below 110. <laughs> You've got to love a city whose origin was born out of a desire to drink and gamble without the police getting in the way. Have you ever stumbled out of a bar in Vegas with a fr new friend under your arm and realized you hadn't left the airport yet? <laughs> I have. I got an Uber to the hotel with a driver who looked like he could be a Vegas mascot. He was about 50 years old, had a mohawk, mirrored sunglasses, rings on every finger, and was chewing gum like a nervous squirrel. He said he loves driving because he only needs to sleep every third day. I buckled up. As he merged onto the freeway, he pointed out the new football stadium that will be home to the Las Vegas Raiders next season after they break Oakland's heart and move away. That's why I got the mohawk, he said. I'm going to be part of Raider Nation and get myself on TV. He honked the horn and held a fist out the window as we passed. I gripped the seatbelt tighter. He dropped me at the hotel where seven bellhops descended on my wheelie bag looking for a tip. Why is it that whenever you're checking into a nice hotel, you're attacked by a group of panhandlers dressed like toy soldiers? <laughs> I understand that they, want to make, that they want a tip, but all they did was raise the handle on my bag. And to make matters worse, I checked my pocket and all I had was a 20. Have you ever given a bellhop a nice $20 tip only to have eight other bellhops give you the finger? I have. I checked in, got my room key, and as is typical in Vegas, it took three elevators and a 10-mile walk to get to my room. <laughs> Vegas doesn't want you in your room very long. They only have 10 channels on TV, mostly in languages I don't understand. And the only food was a mini bar with Pringles at $50 a can. <laughs> so I headed down to the casino and made a quick stop at the all-you-can-eat buffet. This is truly a sight. If you ever wonder whether you can win in Vegas, go to the buffet. You'll see Americans of every shape and size who might have lost all their money, but are now getting it all back in the form of banana cream pies and Alaskan king crab legs. I saw a woman pouring salsa into her purse. I saw a father load plates onto his children's backs like they were donkeys. I sat next to Stan from Fort Worth, Texas. He had been there four days and had the bloodshot eyes to prove it. Three days is usually my limit, he said, but I got on a hot streak and then a cold streak and I'm not leaving till I'm hot again. It sounded like if he wasn't careful, he'd end up living in the plastic gutter on the fake streets of New York, New York. He looked like a hardcore gambler dressed with a crisp white cowboy hat and a gold Texas longhorn chain. I asked him what game he plays. He took a sip of his beer, lowered his hat, looked me right in the eye and said, son, I play the Wheel of Fortune slots. <laughs> Something about watching that wheel turn around while the crowd chants Wheel of Fortune just makes me crazy. 
Vegas has a ton of drunk people, and it didn't take long before he ran into one. A guy came up to us wearing shorts, a Celine Dion tank top, and a baseball hat that said, this is my drinking hat. Sometimes these are just silly sayings, but on this guy, who was guzzling out of a giant plastic Eiffel Tower, it spoke the truth. He pointed at my plate, burped, and asked, are you going to eat all that? I was planning on it. He licked his lips and said, I'm really hungry. Stan pointed and said, well, turn around, my inebriated friend. He turned and saw the towering buffet of food and nearly fell over. It's a miracle, he said. Stan rolled his eyes. It's a miracle he's still standing. Have you ever seen security guards try and catch a drunk guy as he climbed on top of a giant mountain of shrimp? I have. It was time to gamble, so I wandered into the casino. The casino floor is always a little intimidating at first. All this action, all these people, all that math. I found a seat at the $10 blackjack table and sat between Phyllis and Frank. They'd been friends for over 50 years and wore matching yellow t-shirts so they wouldn't lose each other. Good luck with that one, Frank said while pointing at Phyllis. She'll talk your ear off. Don't mind him, she said. We're like an old married couple, only we're not. My husband died and his wife died. And after a while, we said, hey, we might as well save some money on the cable bill. So we moved in together. She put her hand on mine and said, so technically, Tom, I am available. <laughs> Frank said, have at it. My body ain't made for hanky-panky. It's made for blackjack. <laughs> Phyllis said, it was made by pancakes. <laughs> we all won the first two rounds. The dealer was going cold. Frank looked at him and said, you're toast, young fella, and we're going to eat you. The dealer looked worried. Frank ordered a round of drinks and we continued to win. Things were looking good until they called in another dealer and within minutes, we were all wiped out. Phyllis said she wanted to go to the pool anyway, but Frank didn't want to go. He said, at my age, anytime you take your clothes off, it's considered indecent exposure. <laughs> I agreed to go with Phyllis, but first we grabbed another drink and stopped at the roulette wheel to put one last bet on black. I wasn't sure what time of day it was or how long I'd been there. Time means nothing in Vegas. Money means nothing. Your marital status means nothing. They say whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, which means that a lot of bad stuff is always there, just waiting for you. I placed my bet, hoping that I had luck on my side. I tried to summon up all the good karma that I could and started to feel that if it hit, it would be a sign that I'd been doing something right and the gods were smiling on me. I lost. <laughs> Phyllis laughed and pulled me away. Have you ever had one too many drinks, went to the pool with a woman you just met at a blackjack table, and realized you were actually swimming in the fountain at the Bellagio? <laughs> I have. Thank you, Vegas. And until next time, this has been Tom Papa out in America. Right. See when Tom will be heading your way. Visit TomPapa.com. Always such a joy to hear your voice, Tom. You've showed that liver who's boss. <laughs>